Hi, I'm Greg Lefebvre, and this is The Compulsive Storyteller, a series of short personal stories where we explore the idea that truth can be stranger than fiction. This week's episode, entitled Stray Pup, takes us to New York City, where a chance encounter in Union Square leaves me with a young stray dog. She's a real beauty, but also suffers from a host of problems, including PTSD. Will this turn into a match made in heaven? or life with a hellhound, the kind of monster that steals ice cream from a baby. Stray Pup I'm in Union Square with my new dog, Tia. I've been without a companion since my divorce a year ago, and I'm hoping that having a dog around will cheer me up. As I chat with a friend, I take my eyes off her for a split second, just as a couple and their one-year-old walk by. The kid is toddling along, barely balancing an ice cream cone, and is about to take his first lick when, in an instant, Tia snaps the whole scoop of vanilla right out of the cone. The kid starts to scream, the parents are horrified, and Tia has a big white ice cream mustache and beard, which she's trying to lick off with her curled and laughably long pink tongue. While I'm very concerned about the kid, the dog looks so comical that a laugh escapes my lips, and the parents go ballistic. You're laughing, and your dog just attacked our child? This is the very first ice cream cone in his life, and it was snatched away, yells the mother, who is beyond angry. His face could have been bitten, and you're laughing? I'm so, so sorry, I say, but still I'm smirking a bit. You think it's funny? Let's see what the police have to say. That dog should be destroyed, continues the mother, and then goes over to a nearby cop while Dad makes sure that I don't flee the scene, which I have to admit I am considering. Officer, my dog did eat the ice cream off the top of the child's cone, but she wasn't being vicious. She was just hungry for a treat. Then the mother chimes in. This is his first ice cream cone. A trauma like this could affect him forever. He may never like ice cream again. Ma'am, I am so sorry. Please let me buy him a new cone. Or better yet, how about ice cream for everyone? The cop squats down to make sure that the kid isn't injured. And then, surprisingly, he orders two scoops of chocolate in a cup. The unhappy couple get another vanilla cone for their kid and a scoop each for themselves. When I bring over everyone's ice cream, the kid instantly stops crying and begins to enthusiastically lick his new cone while I keep Tia on a very tight, short leash. As the dog and I walk away from the family and their ice creams, I think about what a hassle she is. But then, when she looks up at me with a goofy grin and licks the last of the ice cream off her chin, I have to smile. It all started a week ago in Union Square when a young couple approached and offered me a young female stray they'd found on the streets of Harlem. Maybe I was giving off a lonely vibe or maybe I just looked like an easy mark. They promised they would take her back if things didn't work out and seemed like a nice couple. So we exchanged information and I took the dog on the spot and decided to name her Tia. She looked irresistible, a Sheltie Australian Shepherd mix or so says the vet 
with huge ears that stand at attention, beautiful black and tan symmetrical facial markings, and a tail that curves up and is always wagging. It's been a long and terrible week, however. Tia has way too much energy. She's hyperactive, actually. Maybe they make Ritalin for dogs. But she isn't house-trained, pulls at the leash constantly, jumps up on everyone and eats everything in sight, one disaster after another. She snatched a donut out of a teenager's hand and dug her nose into a homeless person's styrofoam Chinese food container. I, of course, had to compensate everyone in any way that they wanted. Back home, she shits everywhere and barks at the slightest noise. So I've decided I've had enough, and I call the couple to tell them I want to return Tia. They beg me just to try her for another week, and finally I agree, but I'm sure of my decision, so I decide to start a diary, knowing that when I give her back, I want to remember all the bad behavior and not feel guilty. Day 1. Dear Diary, I begin my first entry by trying to put aside all the troubles of the past week and start with a clean slate. Today we went to the vet, who said Tia was riddled with fleas, which I knew, and ticks and worms, which I did not. The vet also informed me that she had a number of scars hiding under her fur that were probably from stones being thrown at her. Tick removal took an hour. Then I received some expensive antibiotics, a dewormer, and a bill that came to over $400. Damn, who knew vets were so expensive? Day two. Dear diary, if I don't keep a sharp eye and a tight leash when we walk, she eats other dogs' poop, which is totally disgusting. I've been told that this is one of the many ways that strays survive on the street. When other pedestrians observe what she's doing, it's totally humiliating as well. Day three. Dear diary, last night as we slept, there was a random noise. She was up and barking and wouldn't stop. I'd quiet her down, and then she'd start again. Then she began to pace back and forth. I tried to go to sleep, but she wouldn't let me. This is paranoid behavior, so I say to myself, that's it. In the morning, I call the couple and tell them I just can't go on. They say they're out of town for a week, so now I'm stuck with her until their return. Day nine. Dear diary, I haven't written for a few days, because I'm giving her back, so why bother recording all the havoc? But I am beginning to think that she might be trainable. I physically force her to sit down while I command her, sit, then I give her a treat. After a dozen repetitions, she gets it. One small victory in a sea of failures. Day 10. Dear diary, she must have been chased by kids with hoodies and by the cops, because when she sees either, she flips out. After dark tonight, We snuck into a closed, fenced-in kids' playground so she could run free. A policeman walked by on the other side of some bushes outside the fence and didn't see us crouching. But when she saw the uniform, she started barking uncontrollably. It took some real explaining to get him to let us go. Luckily, he believed my story about the abused stray from Harlem. Day 11. Dear Diary, I'm overfeeding her this expensive prescription dog food and I'm going broke, but thankfully she's less interested in other dogs' poop. But her hyperactivity is totally exhausting. I guess when you're bred to herd sheep, you're always on call. Day 14. Dear Diary, when I come home to the tatters of my artwork all over my studio, I totally lose it, and I scream, 
bad dog, bad dog, at her over and over again, and then give her a couple of good swats. As she cowers down and yelps, I'm still furious, but I feel guilty. I do not need this in my life right now. Within a few minutes, she sits down, her tail thumping on the floor, cocks her head, ears straight up, and looks at me adorably. But I'm too angry to let her sway me, so I call the couple again to arrange bringing her back. I leave a long, rambling complaint on their voicemail, but they never call me back. Day 21. Dear Diary, There's a dog-friendly Irish bar in my neighborhood called Tom and Jerry's. I decided to take Tia in for a little canine socializing while I have a beer. In the open doorway was a sleeping white male pit bull. I called into the bar from the sidewalk and asked if it was okay to pass by the pit. Several guys assured me that it was, but I forgot that these are guys drinking mid-afternoon on a weekday. The pit woke up after we passed, leaped onto Tia from behind, and buried his teeth into her neck. The loud, high-pitched howl she made was a sound unlike anything I've ever heard, and the whole bar got quiet while Tia continued to wail in pain, horrifying everyone. Two drunk guys wanted to pull the dogs apart, but I restrained them because that would have ripped Tia's neck open. The pit was definitely not letting go, so I asked another guy for help, and we picked up both dogs locked together. Then the bartender threw a pot of hot water in the pit's face, but to no avail. He held on while Tia howled on. Then I had an idea. We tipped both dogs so that Tia was above and the pit was below facing up. I poured a bottle of borrowed beer down the dog's nose and he let go immediately. There was applause and cheers from all around the bar and Tia, still bleeding and now free from her leash, took a turn around the bar with her tail wagging as she soaked up all the love and scarfed up all the treats from the adoring crowd. She was as happy as a clam and behaved as if nothing had happened. As we're walking back home and her bleeding has lessened, I have a revelation. Over the last three weeks, in spite of everything, I've developed real compassion for Tia. She's had a brutal life, chased by cops and guys in hoodies, hit with stones thrown at her, so starved she eats shit, and now attacked by a vicious pit bull, and yet she's still a happy dog with a great spirit. I imagine what my life would be like if I started out on the streets, knowing full well that I'd never come close to her upbeat, tail-wagging enthusiasm for life. It is at this moment that I realize I do want her to be my dog. And whatever it takes, we'll get through it. Besides, I've been promised by the bartender at Tom and Jerry's that I get free beer whenever I come in. And of course, Tia will be working the room. Mm-hmm. 
Compulsive Storyteller is written and narrated by me, Greg Lefebvre, and co-produced with Peter Kokoma, who also made our theme song. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love your help sharing the show. Please subscribe to The Compulsive Storyteller for free on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen, and it would be great if you could leave a review. Follow the show on Instagram, at The Compulsive Storyteller, and check out our website for more info at thecompulsivestoryteller.com. Thanks for listening, and if you didn't like this one, the next one will be another story. Another story.